You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Art of Liberty. This is episode number 299 of East Central Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by tech support, executive video, audio producer, engineer, Zach Burcham, who thinks he might maybe, possibly, I might probably have, I might have, fixed, have the problem. fixed one of the many echoes yeah. uh, in the live stream. But if not, we'll always tell you that the podcast will sound fine. Uh, also, my forever co-host, Mr. Dakota Davis, who has planned this entire show completely. What do we have in store for episode 299, Dakota? Today's episode features Mr. Travis Thompson. Travis is uh, back here again, and he is representing TNT Endurance Sports. We're going to be talking to Travis and Zach about uh, kicking off the month of May, the Indianapolis 500. You know that's a, a big month around here. Um, <laughs> Jeremiah's taking pictures of my legs. These are for the patrons only. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking to Travis also. He has a bunch of updates about the Newcastle uh, mini marathon. Um, he's got some medals on the table. We're going to be showing those off. And uh, basically just, uh, and we're also going to be going over the routes. And then also we're going to talk a little bit at the end about the Newcastle Bicentennial for the year 2023. So stick around until the end of the show. You don't want to miss it. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we provoke you. Other times we make you laugh. But hopefully you'll always learn something new. We are learning how to make a podcast sound adequate on the internet. Uh, efforting. Hashtag efforting. Yep. Dakota, we just did 25 minutes in Patreon. Uh, let's see. We talked about audio equipment. Willie Nelson. Basketball jams. Dimensioning, dimensioning refrigerators and Gordon Lightfoot and tattoos and tattoos. Not in that order. If you're a patron, you're going to get some pictures, some candidates that I just snuck of Dakota with him barely noticing. Barely. I've known Dakota since he only had one tattoo. That's how long I've known this man. <laughs> how many you got now? 77? 17. 17. How do you count? Depends the on how many you count the sleeve. I was going to say, how do you count the sleeve? How, where, how do you know where one? Begins? I count the sleeve as four because that's how many four days seatings? I was in the chair. Yep. How many times did you pass out for the sleeve? None. The sleeve was relatively easy, except for this inner elbow part. Yeah. And, except for and where the track marks part, are. This part. Yeah. All that inner part of the arm is really bad. Um. So yeah. No I guess we're talking about so. the tattoos. I'll you, give love, a shout you love every one of them. I'll shout give a shout out to uh, my two favorite artists right now. Uh, Zach Lohorn from Alien Earth Tattoo Studio in Cambridge City, Indiana. And then Mr. Dakota Hart, who is in Newcastle, Indiana, Underdogs Tattoo Gallery. Um, they're both great. That's awesome. All right. Uh, let's see. We just did, did Patreon. Got to say thank you to the wonderful Christy Avery. Uh, your Norwex dealer up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, John Phillips, Andy Moore Buick, GMC, 
and also John Phillips for city council. There was no primary in Newcastle this week. There was not. So John has advanced. That's right. He will be on the fall, fall ballot. And I believe he's selling T-shirts. Congratulations, John. You won the primary. Congrats, John. You have won the race. Uh, <laughs> and Anthony Meyer, uh, who is uh, delivering memes all over North America uh, for, for, the, for the people. Memes and, I think, cabinetry? Sure. It's either cabbage or cabinetry. Something. Uh, you got to welcome a new patron, too. I don't think we've officially done that yet. Travis Isaacs? Yeah, I don't think we gave him a welcome. I don't think show. we gave him a shout out. Travis Isaacs, that's right. He joined the club, uh, patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. That means that Travis now has access to the show notes before the show ever starts. He gets access to a Facebook group that is only for Patreon members. He gets access to a bonus episode that we record with our guests every week. We make them sit through our random stories from the week that uh, we've been off. Um, you suffered through that, Travis. You did good. Yeah, it was fine. It's yeah. good. I love it. And uh, calms his nerves. Get yeah. all kinds of different uh, different goodies. Sometimes we send you gifts. I don't think that Travis has received a gift yet. We haven't done a promotion like that, so we're probably due for one. That that's what that means. We, we have, have to some figure stickers. something out. We have some new stickers. That's right. That potentially could go out. I, I look good on laptops, cell phones. I still have plenty of black envelopes that we use to send out the chapstick. Now, I have some new merch on the way that I have custom ordered and had custom designed. It's true. I saw it today. By the Spinning Dainty around. Daisy. Uh, I have been rocking my Boss Hog OG cup for three years. Mm-hmm. Maybe two, but I think probably closer to three. It has been my daily driver. You're the ultimate product tester. I, You're rough on stuff. <laughs> I have <laughs> dropped that cup. <laughs> More times than I would care to admit. I think I've gone through three lids and I have it. What happens is that I, I get a lot of stuff in my hands and I drop things (laughs) or I will put it in my backpack and think, Oh yeah, that'll stay in there. And it is such an enormous cup. I can take that cup (laughs) and a little thermos and I can fit an entire pot of coffee in it and it gets me through until lunch. So, but I, but it, it, it's, it was well-worn. So I had to order a new one. To, to to give you a little insight, they repaved our parking lot out here outside of the studio. And there's a, a decent-sized lip now from the sidewalk up to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah saw it. The first thing he said was, oh, I'm rolling my ankle on that. Dude, <laughs> today, <laughs> today in my own driveway, there is a three-quarter of an inch crack in my driveway. <laughs> After work, I finish work for the day, and I'm like, I'm going to cut my grass. I walk outside. I catch the crack in the driveway just just well enough to roll my ankle completely. Is this a common theme? Oh, here? all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, sounds yeah. like it. it. It happens. It. My brother's <sighs> just as bad. He has horrific ankles too, but he can blame it on playing six years of high school basketball. He should have been four, but he's he was uh, he was just slow enough to make it. Uh, got a couple <laughs> red shirt years, but I. It happens every every damn time. So I anyway, long story even longer. Audrey has custom made me the most incredible uh, yellow and black, red, uh, Pennzoil yellow submarine, Boss Hog Liberty Cup. It's not Pennzoil. It's actually going to have the wing and wheels on it. Uh, but they've got the sweet Boss Hog logo on it. It is going to be spectacular. And all for the low, low price of $499, she is going to have me a custom cup. Yep. <laughs> 
It looks pretty nice. Like I said, I saw she had it out there turning uh, today. I was took a look at it. I'm had, excited. Had she's done. She's done cups for Zach. Zach's Zach's over there rocking rocking his uh, top sale boss hog cup or his IMS. I don't think it has boss hog on it. It's top sale and IMS. Yeah, uh, he doesn't actually want to admit that he knows us outside of outside of here. Uh, but me, I got I got the boss hog logo because I'm proud of this place. So they can. What other merch can she make? Phone was ringing. T-shirts. Know what day it is. Yeah, she can uh, make anything really. She's got a t-shirt press, so she can do that. You know, if you want a cup to match Jeremiah's, you can get the exact same one. It looks very much like Rick Mears. It looks very much like Scott McLaughlin, Elio Castroneves, Johnny Rutherford. It is. It is spectacular. I said, "Here's a race car. Is your inspiration? Go have at it." She does a great job. Yep, and she's you know, one thing about like to brag on her a little bit is she's super good about when someone orders a cup and they say like, here's kind of an idea and you just run with it. She's really good about being like, okay, sending pictures along the way being like, at at this point you can still change stuff, but this is what it looks like. This is what it's going to look like and giving people an opportunity to change things around before it's permanent. It's like, because if you order stuff, sometimes you don't get that option. And it's just like, there it is. Well, oh, and, okay. and this show is the official Lap 69 sponsor of the AMR 66. Grand Prix. Yep, sorry, Lap 60. We tried for Lap 69. Not nice. Couldn't get it. We're the official sponsor of Lap 66 of the AMR GP. Yeah. Uh, so that was the. That's uh, on the, the cup. That's on the cup as well. I was like, if we're using the wing and wheel logo, we're going we're gonna to tie these in together. There's an oval that says. Lap uh, 66 sponsor, and then there's a boss hog Liberty Bug underneath it. That's amazing. All right, enough talking about my cup. Dakota, mm-hmm. what do you have planned for this show today? Uh, all right, Travis, you're back. Uh, we had you on in January, and at that time we were trying to catch all the New Year's resolutioners yeah. to uh, make a resolution to run a mini marathon this year, yeah. or maybe even just a 5K, mm-hmm. you know, or run or walk, whatever. Like you said, you said back then, it was uh, the... This isn't a mini marathon. This is a race for everybody. It is. Yeah. At any any level in uh, in your journey, you can walk, run, whatever. Um, many different levels. But um, we uh, we wanted to talk to you. Uh, or whenever you reached out, you mentioned that you were going to be doing the One America Mini Marathon uh, at the Indy Five Hundred Festival. And it was like. I know exactly the guy that you can talk to about this because Zach, I think this is what your 16th year yeah, I think doing. So. I think my first year was 2008. Oh. I think. So did, did you just start running in 2008? No, I started running in like 2005, like very casually. And I think I did a couple of five K's uh, before I didn't like by a couple. I think I would do like the black cat, the YMCA in the fall. Um, and I don't know if I did any other races really. I think I might have done Moreland 5K at some point. That one's a horrendous nightmare of uh trying to stop. It's because it's in August, it's a great race, yeah. but it's in August. Um, and then I was like, oh, I should, I want to do a half. And at that point, the mini was still selling out every year, so I was just like training just to train or whatever. And my wife found a you had to buy a bib off of somebody, which they could do back then, you could transfer bibs. I think she found me a bib on about 10 days notice. So would you have to just 
apply for a lottery to get in or how would you before would yeah you it, it? i think it was kind of like first come first serve um and so you just had a real incentive to sign up like right after the race um had concluded like they had i was at the expo today and they had signups for next year already um and i think it just they would warn you like any race you'll get emails oh we're this many spots left or this many spots are left and it's just encourage you to get in early and sign up for it so but once it's out the light, so you can't transfer. transfer bibs anymore no because there's if it's not sold out they won't you transfer bibs oh because i had a co-worker who signed up um and his feet are giving him Real bad issue, so he's not going to be able to run it. And uh, he offered it to me, and I was re- seriously kicking it around. But you'd have to run it as him. What he can do is, if he doesn't, if you don't try it, is um, a lot of times if you can get a doctor's note, you can apply for a medical deferment, and they'll basically just take your entry and kick it for a year. Hmm. So that that can't happen for it. people that get hurt. Sometimes they'll get a medical deferment. Well, so yeah, Travis, we wanted to. I wanted to let you come in here because we do a big every I every to medically May. defer this year's race. Uh, <laughs> I rolled my ankle this morning, and I just don't think we're going to recover in time. Just push that off a year. the uh, The month of May in this podcast is always centered around the Indianapolis Five Hundred. Um, there's an episode in a couple weeks that I usually am busy and can't make it. <laughs> it's the episode right before the Five Hundred. Yeah, um, you'll be our producer this week. And, this time, uh, so anyway, it was uh, it was you reached out to me about coming on this one, and it was like, oh, that's actually like, that's perfect to kick off the month of May. So, yeah, I I wanted to let you talk to Zach about, um, because you've not you've not done it, but you've done many marathons in the past. Yeah, I've I've done five um up to this point, but I have never done the indie many. And it's, it's something that, you know, they, they usually televise, uh, the Indy Mini or they have in recent years. You can see people coming across the finish line and just, uh, you know, now that I've done some, I just can't imagine, I guess, the atmosphere that's at that yeah. place. And it's, this is your 16th. Yes. You're yeah, getting up there so. in years. It's time you win one or you're going to start to sound like you're, uh, Ed Carpenter. Oh, there's no win in those. You should <laughs> see, I would like to, to the fastest people finish. In, a, in like the hour and single digits, hour yeah. and five, hour four, um, kind of depends on the weather. The first, one of the first years I did it, uh, one of the most defeating things that's ever happened to me in a race was I was, um, about halfway is when you're at the track and I was coming out of the tunnel and they had the jumbotrons on and on the jumbotrons was the finish with the winners. And wow. I was, I was not halfway done yet and they were done. And I was like, that is horrible. And they shouldn't do that to me because <laughs> like, it was replays. It wasn't just the finish. They were replaying the finish. The, those guys were done and their heart rate was probably already back down in the fifties before <laughs> I even got on the racetrack. So. Yeah. The, the winner I've been following this guy. His name is uh, Mark bell. I don't know if that rings a bell for anybody. Um, he's, if you look him up on Instagram, his Instagram handle is Mark smelly bell. And he's a guy, he lost a lot of weight. Um, got really into fitness, became a world-class power lifter. Then he became a professional bodybuilder. And then his newest thing has been um, running. And it just happened. I've been following him for years, but it ju- his running, him starting running also happened to coincide with me starting running. So that's been fun. Yeah. But he just did the Boston Marathon. And uh, 
the winner of the Boston Marathon was like a was like a four minute and forty something oh, second yeah. pace yeah. for the whole thing. Yeah, that's unbelievable. What, what's even? I mean, that race is impressive. You can't set a world record at Boston because it's a point to point. Was in like the following week was London, and at London, a guy was like oh, something like. 20 or 30 seconds off the world record. And the most impressive thing was he went sub one hour for his second half. Okay. Oh my God. So he went, so his set a world record. It can't be a round trip. It it has to be a, the race has to start and finish within. I can't remember what it is, but there's a certain distance to start. Boston. Boston is a point to point. How the hell are you supposed to get home? The bus. Or you have people there, but yeah, Boston does not qualify. <laughs> yeah. Boston does not qualify for world. Well, Rangers. that's the second yeah. strike up against. The I mean, that's Boston one reason why they've now. done they've done a great job to make it as big as it is for other reasons. It's just its own entity that it's its own thing. And but but yeah, you can't set a world record at Boston. But yeah, the guy at, at London and they set all kinds of wacky world records. But a guy at L- the guy who won London was within a, he was within the same minute of the world record, which I think is like two oh one and change or something. And, That's but, gonna be the, my. But the most impressive like thing was that his second half was under an hour, so he went like fifty nine twenty seven or something insane for the second thirteen point one, not the first. And ideally, if you're really good, you're negative splits, which means you're finishing faster than you started. And to finish a marathon under an hour is insane, just absolutely staggering. But yeah, those guys are running. So fast, and you'll see some guys will jump out and run. Like I did at Boston a few years ago, kind of infamously, ran out and tried to hang with the lead group just to get on TV, and then they blow up in like two miles because that's all they've got in them. And those guys are in good shape to even keep up, but yeah, they, yeah they're in the fours. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. My uh, Jumbotron moment happened at the, I did the Carmel half marathon, and there is a full marathon at the same time. They go off at the same time. And I was at mile 12 of the half marathon and there was a bicycles just flying in a pack around this runner. And he was the lead marathoner and he was beating you and he beat me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, this is really bad, (laughs) but I mean, his running was just, uh, I've never seen anything like it. It's even worse if they pass you and they don't like they're trying. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, they're effortless. When they're running, but yeah, that could happen. That could happen at the monumental because yeah, they almost always finish together. But so the a stretch. Mi- the the Indy Five Hundred Festival's mini marathon on their website it says that more than twenty thousand people are in that race every year. Yeah, it, it sells out. It used to be thirty thirty five. So it's 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 one. Of the problem is it's one of those things. It's like a bucket list thing. Um, a lot of people do it once, and then I saw a post today from somebody I know who's like did it once, never want to do it again. Um, for me, it kicks off a month of May, so I could do it every year. And so there are a bunch of people that do it every year, but it's hard to get people, I think, to come back. But it is, if it starts on Washington Street, and for people familiar with downtown, it's right in front of the State Museum, like the Idle Jorg and the JW Marriott. And it stretches. Um, I'm afraid, I think now that the corrals stretch around the corner, they it go goes back. up north. I was looking at this yesterday at our office because apparently comic con is happening the same day or some, some, yeah, I saw them. Yeah. Uh, and the guy was like, I don't know where to go. He was very concerned. I'm like, hang on. I can look at the website and it looked like there were multiple street closures in the North South streets where I assume they're doing all the corrals on like yeah. West street, the capital. Oh, uh, West. Illinois. So it, it runs 
uh, to, to, so it runs Washington street. And I think I was at white river parkway or something like that. It runs along the river, goes there, turns Michigan street to hold, hold the tent, tent, the main street and speedway into the track, out of the track, pull, was, pull over your cars. If you're listening and follow. Yeah. Home, and if through. you know, there's a road that kind of weaves around by a fuel depot that's over there. Um, that takes you from 16th to back on the Holt. And then you get on 10th street again. So the course actually goes through 10th and Holt twice, 10th street back downtown, back on white river parkway, and then a left onto New York. Um, and so New York, it ends right before West street. So, and it starts at West and Washington street. Does anybody jump in the canal? After it's over. No, you're I kind feel of like far the- from the canal. Uh, not on purpose. I could totally see somebody staggering because it's about a downhill right there and there's porta pots. I'm shocked I didn't been a porta pot ended up in the canal, but I'm not that I've seen, but I don't go over by there. I feel like somebody like Dakota could do a celebratory canal dip. It's not that far. It's no, like it's maybe right another, there. It's no, another block the, or so. The, uh, the uh, area, it's like whatever park it is. There's a park right there at New York and West, and that's where like the post. Is it Military Park? Yeah. Uh, yeah, is that yeah. yeah? But they um, that's where the post race party is, and so it's yeah, it's one of its borders is a canal. Yeah, so I, I I feel like I avoid Pat McAfee it and and do a canal dip. I to avoid celebrate. um any kind of like the worst thing. One of the worst things about where the post race thing is that the curbs going into that park are like seven or eight inches, <laughs> and you really. I'll, my wife could take video. I'll stop and really stare at that step for a minute before I go up it or before I go down it because it takes a real effort, especially going down, down the so worst. Last, last year, the video, you looked pretty dead after the race. You looked, you, I, or maybe it was the year before, you needed some reviving. I pride lay, myself on putting a hurting on myself. Lay, laying in the grass, completely spent. Yeah, that's generally my goal. <laughs> if somebody passes, I mean, I've never seen anybody, everybody runs their own race, but if somebody passes me flying at the end, I want to yell, you saved too much. Like you screwed this race up. You should not have anything left at the end of the race. And the sl- like a slacker that comes blown by me at like a two hour half, he probably had a 150 in him if he's able to sprint the last part of it. It's like you saved too much, buddy. So do you have a goal time? I like to be sub two. We'll yeah. see. It's been a rough training session. I don't know. You probably haven't heard. I donated blood in the middle of this and it wrecked like the entire month of February into March for me for training. It wasn't a smart idea. Um, but I got under two hours. Uh, it was like about a decade ago and I've just been really like content to stay under that. Mm-hmm. I might be kind of close. We'll see. What was your time last year? One fifty eight and change. Like you know, last year was like so routine and just like, okay, I had a little bit in the bank I can do. I'm really good at running math for the most part in that race. I kind of knew where I was. And, uh, does your watch track your pace to know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, yeah. Like yeah, it is, is to, you can, you can you basically have onboard telemetry to tell you when you're, what your finish is going to be. Uh, no, it doesn't give you that much. It beeps every mile. It tells me what my mile splits are. Um, and then you but see the, you kind of have to, what you have to do too is you have to figure out they luckily they do a wave start. Now they used to just do a big start. So they used to just start all 35,000 people or whatever at the same time. And then you're, time started when you cross the line. So it's a chip time race. You have to kind of, when you cross the line, you have to look up and take a mental note of how far off of the gun time were you. And so you're doing that math. That gives you something to do during the races. When you pass a mile marker, you look, okay, what's the time? And then how much time do I need to add or subtract based on like, if I was three, four minutes behind the leader starting. And so you're doing that math the whole time to kind of figure out where you need to be. 
And you have to figure in too that like for that race, I've never, it's a third, a half is 13.1 miles. I've never done under 13.25 for that race. So to run a, a two hour, it would be like a 9.12. You really need to do it about nine flat to get there. This why, is is all stuff thir- that, why is it 13.25? Because races are measured on tangents. So when they measure a race course, they measure the shortest distance possible. So like if you have, Two, like you have a left hand turn and then a right hand turn and it's a four lane road. The way that they should measure that course is the minute you make that left hand turn, they should aim directly at the apex of the next turn. And when you're running with 20 or 30,000 other people, you do not have the ability to run and run tangents because there's a bunch of people around you. So especially the opening section of the race, um, Washington street kind of weaves left and weaves right. And then makes a right hand turn that whole stretch. You're just trying to like maintain a line. So you're following the road. So you're not taking the shortest distance. Have you checked Travis's math yet? Cause I know he sent his maps out to us the other day. Have you, have you checked to make sure that he's no, the, his numbers are right. <laughs> I, I figured he had already. Yeah. So what's the strategy on the track? See the, the strategy for everybody's a little different. I love the track. I, and the, the best, I like the track for the simple reason you go onto the track at about six miles and you come out of the track and you're at eight and a half. So, um, the, the backstretch, um, you come out on the, at the exit of two onto the back street and that is what's called the gold star mile. So, um, because everybody wants to have an emotional moment on a racetrack. They have all these pictures of soldiers who passed away, um, while serving along the back straightaway. Um, they're just they, down in the grass on the left side or something. Yeah, down the grass on the left side. And then um volunteers. Um and then they'll do they have a couple water stops on the track. They don't serve Gatorade or anything because they don't want that stuff on the track. Um I just enjoy it. Like I like back straight away, I come around the north end of the track, I look up and like there's my section 31 up there. There's my seats. Um they've got music going on, the TVs are going on. You're kind of forced onto the um warm-up strip in the uh, turns because they don't want you to turn your ankle on it. It would be fun to run the banking. Um, <laughs> I was yeah, wondering about just, that. I, yeah. I was wondering about that too. Yeah. yeah you don't run the banking typically. Okay. Um, and the could you, if you almost, wanted to, or are they going to, is there a yellow shirt that's going to shoot you with a paintball gun? You could, I think some people probably run the very edge of the pavement down there. Yeah. You, you got a little apron to the get around people, but they don't. Most people, it's a shorter line, but to if stay you're on the, the warm up strap, yeah, yeah, the short, li- the shortest line is the inside. Do they of measure warm-up. that, or do they measure? The they track? should have measured everything on that. They should, like, literally, somebody in theory has walked it with a wheel and has walked it the shortest distance possible. And they've even adjusted. At one point, they moved a street to build a parking lot a couple of years ago, and they adjusted for that. It's always seemed to be pretty dead on. Um, I mean, the only way you know a course is short. Is if you run it and it's you know you didn't run a tangent instead on or and I've had this happen the course is short you get done you're short you're like this is impossible <laughs> that is not happening there yeah um and but yeah then just you have to watch out when you're on the race and when you get on the front straightaway usually I think it's Frank Short who's like a kind of a hero of the mini um is usually on the front straightaway with Dave Calabro or somebody doing interviews um you just kind of stay to the inside because people pull off to the right and kiss the bricks. So you have to be aware of that. Where do you enter and exit? Is it right down by turn one? You enter the, the, the gate, gate was a gate two in the tunnel that goes into the museum. You come out of, and then you stay to the right around the parking lot for the museum and you enter uh, at the exit of two. And you also, when you exit the track, you exit outside 
there's a gate next to these uh, turn two suites um, that they open up and you go out there. So you enter next at the same point on the track, but you come in from the inside, leave to the outside. So you start on the backstretch. Yes, yeah, start on the backstretch. And, and that way you're out. crying immediately. What do yeah. you eat? What are you eating the night before a mini marathon? Um, I mean, I've eaten all kinds of stuff. Like I'm not super particular. I usually, I try to eat spaghetti. I mean, I try to eat, like I'll go to Primo or if we're a group of us go downtown, we go hit the Milano Inn or someplace like that and eat spaghetti. Uh, morning of, I eat a bagel with peanut butter and yogurt and maybe some applesauce if I can eat two hours before. And then I get jelly beans to eat during the race that are for running. I found that for my long runs on Saturdays, the best time for me is like wake up, eat a light breakfast, drink some coffee, let it sit for about an hour and then I feel really good. I just get up and run in the mornings. I've never, I haven't eaten all year before a run. And then, but like my, my workouts, um, my workout runs, I don't even, I go with just water and I can definitely tell a difference. Like I have way more energy if I'm fueled up. Uh, What's your, what's your mini marathon (laughs) night before go to? Um, there's not a specific, I'm trying to, to carb up, but I'm, I'm just trying to not eat something real heavy. I, I don't like the, for myself anyway, it's just, I like for my, my stomach to feel a little light and I have a light breakfast the next morning. Um, one thing that I did on the last one, um, one of the people I was running with had dates. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, that, that worked out pretty well. Um, keep them in a little Ziploc bagging and that way they're not smushed in your pocket. But, um, yeah. So like something like that gel pack, I, I I kind of do those, the cliff gel packs. So So what time do you need to be in your spot for the mini to start? About 7. So you have to wake up at 4.15 in the morning? No, I can get – I have a certain spot I park. Um, I'm kind of fortunate. I get seated. I'm hoping to stay there for next year. If you're in corrals A through D, you're in the corrals where where they start the 5K. And cause there's a 5k that goes off before it goes off about seven. Um, you're not a lot there. So you get to hang out a little bit before because you can't get in your corral, um, until they're out and then they kind of form up and you get in there. A lot of people wait till the last minute. Um, I like to get in there and f- like get about where I feel like I need to be in there and kind of just chill, start intimidating people, get cold. No. Okay. okay. So I've probably told this story intimidating people. I was in B one year. My PR is a one thirty nine and change. Um, years ago, it seems like so long ago. And I was standing in the starting crowd and you had to run a sub one forty to get in this corral. And I was like, so proud of myself because there's B and there's a, and there's elites. That's it. So I was way up in the front and this guy kind of is like, Hey, if I bump into you, I'm real sorry. I'm recovering from brain cancer and my balance <laughs> is a little bit off. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? And he was being so nice and he meant so well, but he crushed me in that moment. I was like, I'm like a healthy 30 year old and I'm so happy to be here. And this guy was in his fifties and had brain cancer or was recovering from brain cancer and was right there with me and with evidently it was just make balance. a wish moment. You were in oh your peak male performance. Gosh. No, it's not even, <laughs> it's not even just make a wish. I bet you that dude's just a steady Eddie, like endurance running. Um, there's, Machine. there's a crew of those guys that have run, they've run 40 marathons. They've run, they don't know how many half marathons and they just go out. And when you, blow up they just pass you they're novocaine they just wear you down and he was one of those guys but it was just like yeah that was oh i'll never forget that moment he's so nice but he's like yeah 
And like, you'll see, that's the fun thing about running is like when I was at the expo, you see all different kinds of people and you could try and judge those people on what you think their pace is about looking at them. And chances are, unless they're like a, you see like a, a guy, one of the pros you're going to, you might be wrong because I've, you see people that are, don't like their fast at all and they'll blow by it. And you see people that are like super fit and they're back there running three hours. Cause that's what their race is. They're not fast. They're just there to have fun. Um, yeah, the other thing I notice about races too, is it's all ages. I mean, yeah. you, you see people at these doing half marathons and even, even the full marathon that I did, um, that are, I mean, way up in years. And it's like, wow, I, can I still do that whenever I'm 70 some years old? You know, I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. That's the whole goal. That's, that's the whole reason I train is just, I, it's not, you can say it's like, oh, I want to live a long time, but it's like, <clears throat> I want to live a long time, but I want to be out doing stuff right. that I like to do whenever I'm in my late seventies. Right. You Keep know? moving. Yeah. Yeah. It's always impresses me whenever I see these, these people that are really running a pretty good pace too. It's not, they're not just, you know, poking along They're no. They're moving pretty good. And, Pretty impressive. So, Travis, are you running the Indy Mini? Yeah. Uh-huh. This will be your first time. This will be my first time. Yep. What, what are your expectations going into it? Are, what is it? Is it the track that has you like most intrigued? Well, the track is definitely um, probably the most. Yeah, I would say, but it's just the overall atmosphere. Um, like I said, I've I've only seen it on TV. So, and you, you know, you see, like he said, Dave Calabro or Amory Tiernan or something like that doing interviews and. So you see the kiss the bricks and all that. Um, it sounds it, like it's a constant festival as you're going along. You've got bands, yeah. you've got people, you've got IU the, cheerleading squad. A couple uh, Purdue cheerleading squad will be there. A couple of the high school, uh, Arsenal Tech, wherever. Some of those will be the high schools around. Um, the most incredible thing is that Tenth Street. You're never by yourself, like ever, unless you're an elite. And even them, they're they're really the very best of the best. You always got other people around and. The most kind of humbling parts is that tenth in uh, hole you go through twice, and so the second time you come through, you are at about mile nine and a quarter, nine and a half or so, and there are people that are turning to go into speedway, so they're at four and a half. You're four and a half. Same thing when you go into the track. As you go into the track, you see people coming off the track, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so far behind those people. And at the same time, when you leave the track, you look, and there's the same mass of people coming in. You're just in this huge group, and you end up on 10th Street. It's like a mile and a half. It's the longest mile and a half of your life going back. It feels like five miles of the race. Um, <laughs> Looking but, forward to that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize how short it was till they had a map of the track with like a huge one at the expo one year. I was standing next to Buddy. I was like, that's the longest mile and a half of my life. And he's like, no kidding, man. Um, because you turn onto it at like about nine and a half, and you come off before you get to 11. But it's but it's a straight line, but it's it's a s- slow downhill, and there's a couple of railroad crossings on there, and you kind of bump up, and you look out, you just see a sea of bobbing heads. And you can see the traffic light that you're eventually going to turn on, and you've got a few minutes before you get there, but you're like, there are so many people. Um, it's just a never an extreme of people. And you get a couple of times to see that, because you see that then, and the home stretch is about a mile. When you turn on New York, you're a mile out. Um, and that's just one big stretch of trees and people everywhere. And yeah, there's bands and um, people out in the front doors with cowbells, ringing the cowbells for people. And um, See, the, That atmosphere is what's intrigued me the, because my parents used to do it every year. And I told my dad that I was going to sign up for the Newcastle Mini Marathon. 
And I told him, like, my goal is to be sub two hours, but I really want to be pushing that one hour and 15 minute mark as much as I can. And he was like, you could, he was so confident. He's like, oh, you could do that now. And I'm like, I don't think I could. And he, my dad, not train at all, but then he'd go out to the 500 festival mini and he'd run a two hour half marathon and just no training, just nothing. Show uh, up and run. And dad's one of those people that drives me up. It's like, <laughs> and he's like, there are people that are just wired that the way, atmosphere yeah. was what he attributed it to. He's like, you get out there. There's so much energy. energy you're just trying to, you're keeping up with people and just having a really good time. And then he's like, all and of a sudden, you've and then gone your dad nine will miles. Five Mick Ultras at lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, does, exactly. Like it, it breaks down very nicely because it's an out and back with the ra- with the racetrack in the middle, and so it breaks down like okay, you get to Speedway. Speedway is uh, turned into a super cool area. There's all kinds of people down through Speedway. A lot of families go to Speedway, um, and then you, I mean, miraculously, you will see people you know because there's so many people that run it. Um, my old RA is a DJ. And he was in a DJ truck for Red Bull outside the track last year. And I hollered at him and he was super excited to see me and was yelling at me through the DJ booth. And, um, miraculously a couple of times I've, I've caught Jeff during the mini and seen him and ran kind of ran him down and said, Hey man, come on, let's go. And I've run somebody else down before I know. So you miraculously, you do see people, you know, on the course. And like I said, you do that, got to the track and you come out of the track, all of a sudden you're like, there's a, if people know the fuel depot that's right outside the track, there's the 15 K markers right there. So it's about nine, you get nine and a half and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm a, I'm just about a five K out. So you, you can break it down pretty nicely into chunks. That's kind of what he said. He was like, you, yeah. you're just running along. And then all of a sudden you're like, I've ran nine miles. This is nuts. Are you corral one Travis? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And it's pretty good for us. We leave at seven thirty three is our official start time. I believe. Yeah. I think that the real rough thing, my mom has walked it. And I think if you walk it, when you get to the track, at that point, you're looking, you're an hour and 15 minutes in at the track. I think it's a rough time because the hottest I've ever been in the speedway ever was just on like a 65 degree sunny day because there's a lot of aluminum and it just baked people. But when you're running it, you kind of clear out of there. You're rolling in at 840. Yeah. You're you're getting out of there before it gets too hot. Yeah. So I think it's 50s Saturday morning. And then it, it, high yeah. of 70. Yeah. It yeah. can't get cold enough. I, 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 I'm glad the weather's kind of turned. The last week of weather was horrible, but initially I saw a forecast. It was like 46 and steadily climbed a little bit for the low. It can't be cold enough. It could be flurry. I ran with my, my, uh, my fleece compression shirt on this morning. It was, oh, it, it I was would, frigid. I would run. I ran a long sleeve today. I would run in a t-shirt no matter what it is. Short sleeve shirt. I will race a short sleeve shirt into the twenties. So Zach, how long would it take you to be prepared to drive home after the race? Because you're going to mentally break or physically break yourself. Usually within like an hour. Usually, it's, a lot of that's just hanging out with friends. Like I got some friends that run it, and then if I know some people that are running it, and I can, I know I'm going to catch them. I'll try and go out and watch them. Um, like. If yeah, if somebody sees a video of me after a race, it's real rough. My legs are doing real fun things. Um, I had like this weird spasm thing that medical professionals came and figure out. Like I literally have nurses that looked at me and like something is wrong with your legs. I'm like, that's what they do. Um, but part of it is once you get up and start moving around, then you're a lot better. Like laying there is actually kind of the worst thing to do. I usually just go wander off and steal some bottles of chocolate milk from the dairy tent. 
Um, I try and get two and I'll chug a couple of those. I don't really have any desire to eat anything. And then I have to stagger back to where I park my car and I'll complain the whole time, like a little kid <laughs> about it. And I'll stop and stare at curbs again. And, <laughs> but I, I usually get back and we're usually home by like noonish, 12, 1230. Zach Bertram fueled by chocolate milk. Uh, yeah, I was so, I thought they were giving away shirts today at the expo and it was like enter to win a shirt. I'm like, I don't want to enter to win a shirt. Give me a shirt. All right. So tell me where you ran up with Tony Kanaan. Tony Kanaan. So that was like a year off my PR. So that was like 2015, something like that. Um, that was my first year of my decline. So I was, I started, <laughs> yeah. I blew, I blew up and fin- I blew up and finished with Tony Kanaan. So I like, I ran like a 143 that year. I passed him like at, at the 5K mark. This is a man that had won the Indianapolis 500 and runs full. He does triathlons triathlon. like a beast. He was and having, you passed him in the race. He was joking. He was having a good time. He wasn't racing. Um, he was running with Benito, his, his buddy, and another guy. I don't know who the other guy was. And um, so I passed him about 5K in. I was, I was thinking to myself, yeah, this could be interesting. I'm passing like a world-class athlete. Um, but he wasn't, like I said, he wasn't pushing. And... I was, I think I was wearing his socks. I think I had a pair of Tony Kanan socks on at the time. And I said, Hey, Tony, good luck this month. And he said, Hey, thanks and whatever. And then I blew up eventually. And he ran me down at like mile 12, like in the home stretch, New York, New York. He, he ran me down. And I knew that my wife was up in the stands taking pictures with the telephoto. And so I was like, now since I've blown up, I'm four minutes slower than last year. My goal is to make sure that Tony Kanan is in this picture. <laughs> so, so my wife did not realize what she was doing, but I ran like I was Tony Kanan's secret service agent, like just <laughs> off his back left shoulder, back right shoulder. I can't remember. I'll find the picture somewhere. I've got it autographed and I just stuck on Tony Kanan's shoulder for the finish of this race. I had no idea where he went after the race. He just disappeared. They whisked those VIPs off to a room or something. So yeah, I've got a picture where I finished with Tony Kanan and I got autographed. I think that year, the next year I printed out a, like an eight by 10. And you creepily had him sign a picture of himself. Did did you explain to him what you had done? No, no. Cause I didn't, <laughs> he was on pit lane when I had to autograph it. And I was just like, yeah, I finished with you. And he's just like, he looked at it like, huh. And it was, and I was like, oh, I'm right there. And he was like, oh, and he was just like, that's cool. And yeah, he didn't say much because I called him at like, he was on pit lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So it's not a His great head was time for him else. to talk. But yeah, he was just, I didn't think he was, he's more of a bike guy, actually. I mean, he does the tries, but I think he's a bike guy more than a running guy. Last he's time also, I talked to you, Travis, you were training for a triathlon. Yeah, I am. I'm doing the Ironman in Muncie this uh, September. So I'm going to do a lot of sprint triathlons through the through the summer months, but the big ones, the Ironman Muncie. Will you practice swimming in Summit Lake? Um, I will later, but right now it's in the YMCA. Lots of laps in the pool. Ugh. Swim. I can't imagine an open water lake. Do you have swimming. like waterproof headphones? I do not know. Oh, that's boring. It, that's got to be rough. It, uh, I pool swimming is the equivalent of the treadmill for me. Yeah, and it it does it. it it's I'm not fiz- fighting it physically. I'm fighting it mentally, and it's just because of boredom. I mean, it's yeah. when you got to get you know one and a half miles and then laps in a pool. That's at least on a treadmill you can watch TV. I yeah. hate treadmills. I haven't run on a treadmill in like a decade. Yeah. My headphones died this morning, and I was just doing a five k, and I was like. 
Ugh, this is the worst. I don't wear earbuds. <laughs> I'm alone with my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have. I don't run with earbuds at the mini. Technically, they're not allowed, but they don't care about that for normal people. Um, that's a U.S. ATF thing or whatever. UT, whatever it is. Um, but you don't need them there. Um, but yeah, like running with music is something I do a lot. I run with one earbud, but like I'll be like, ugh, my earbuds are dead or whatever. And then you run without them, and you're like, this is fine. That it's was a question as, I was going to ask you. It's was. not as bad. I don't run with earbuds there just because there's, there's music. There's, it's like a soak up the atmosphere. And then yeah. that last stretch, I said that longest mile and a half of your life. Um, it's gets kind of quiet right there and it's eerie. Just the footsteps. It's just, mm. that's all you hear is just the, the steady, the, the, heavy yeah, the steady run of footsteps and breathing and stuff. And so, yeah. About mile nine is when I start to really feel it. Like, and not in a good way. <laughs> it's that's about where my it's like okay, this I'm doing a half marathon and I feel like I am. Yeah, that's leaving the track. Yep, that's okay. not too bad right there. So we've talk, talked all of this about the mini marathon in Indy, but we still have a major event coming up in Henry County in September, Travis, that you're promoting. Yes, Newcastle Mini Marathon. You've got some updates for us. You brought some hardware. Uh, you want to tell us tell us what these are and how how they can achieve this. Yeah, so this is the finisher medal, and each distance will receive the finisher medal and a T-shirt. Um, but the finisher medal, uh, it's a pretty heavy medal. Uh, one thing that I like when I go to an event is I like to get that medal around my neck, and it feel like there's something there, and it's um, you know it feels like a sense of accomplishment that you you got that. Um, so I definitely wanted to to beef it up. Um, but the big inspirations were, um, you know, as I was even getting involved and just thinking about doing something in our community, because uh, that's where it started, was just I wanted to be involved in the community because I saw all the positive momentum going on in Newcastle, uh, especially our downtown. Um, I thought, well, I like I like running, and there's not a mini marathon in Newcastle. Uh, so this was what I chose to do. Um, but the, the medal is uh, my, my running guy logo. Um, running through on a street. You kind of have like a downtown scene behind him. And then Newcastle is basketball. Basketball lives here is the, you see that places. So you've got the peach basket with the basketball there. Um, so kind of just paying homage to the, the basketball roots we have here in Indiana. So you've, uh, you've announced what the routes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, remind people where they start and finish this event. So, yeah, and that's something that's, uh, you know, in January, we weren't 100% sure. It is going to be a downtown start and finish. So it's uh, 15th and, and broad, uh, essentially, is the starting area. Four blocks from the studio. That's that's right. So we're going to start and finish there. Um, and the, on the half marathon, we're going to run uh, north first. So you're going to be on Broad Street just for a moment and get on 14th, and you're going to have a nice downhill, uh, actually a pretty steep downhill, down 14th. Um, go to Washington. Go out east to Osborne Park. Um, and then you're going to go north on Hillsborough Road to 150. And actually at 150, there there is going to be a little piece of grass that you're going to run on <laughs> because I wanted to quickly get off of 150 onto the Wilburite Trail. Mm-hmm. So... We will we will do that, um, and that way that also eliminates some of the sheriff's department that will have to help because that's county. Yeah, so so we'll get on the Wilbur Wright Trail, bring that all the way to the Y, um, 
from the Y, you'll leave the parking lot, New York, uh, to 11th. So will they shut down State Road 103 while this is happening? Uh, there will be, uh, I'm not sure exactly who, but there will be an officer at that where you cross the Wilbur Wright Trail over 103 just yeah. to, it's not going to be shut down. It'll to, be just to more maintain of a, safety. Yeah, it'll just be more of a watch um, just to make sure if we need to stop, stop traffic, we will. And that, that was actually um, the big thing in getting the routes approved uh, Monday at the Board of Works meeting was I, safety has got to be top priority. So we have to make sure that we had buy-in from the city, from the sheriff's department to be able to provide the resources we needed to make people safe. And that was a very quick answer by uh, Mr. Schofield. He was right on it. Whatever you need, we'll get you what you need. So thank you. Thank you to him and the city for doing that. All right. So then they, and then they get to the YMCA. YMCA. Then we'll, we'll be heading back towards, uh, towards downtown. So you'll New York to 11th, uh, 11th to Bundy. Bundy, you'll go to um, the bank down there at Trojan and three and kind of go through their parking lot, kind of the backside of their parking lot so we can get on to Trojan. To Baker Park, South Main, and you'll run down South Main and you'll turn around. So that's how we dialed in our 13.1 is to figure out where on South Main do you have to turn around. So what's the turnaround point? What, how far south do they go? Well, it's almost to 300. I mean, it's it's real close. It's like two tenths of a mile from three hundred. So, turn around there. Uh, there'll be an aid station there for drinks. That's a that was a good place to put one. And then South Main back to downtown. So that's that's the half marathon route. Um, the five k and ten k routes pretty well overlay the that route south. So from downtown south, five k and ten k do not go north of Broad Street. So for folks that are listening to this that are going, oh, my God, I'm going to be trapped at my house. What kind of timeline? How, how long How long are these streets going to be closed down for? So the the longest, the South Main is going to be the longest because those that is going to be half marathoners. It is a run walk. So I don't have any idea how many people are going to walk the half marathon. It's hard. It's hard to say that. Um, so potentially, I mean, it could be four hours of activity so you know, saturday morning like eight to noon maybe people are seven to seven to eleven somewhere in there yeah the race starts at nine um and those those first people going on to south main that will be the 5k people um so i mean pretty soon really after you know nine fifteen nine twenty range there'll be people on south main so yeah south main um especially from trojan to downtown will be pretty congested with runners for the morning of that September 16th. It's going to be an exciting day. How many yeah. people are you <clears throat> anticipating? We are hoping for somewhere between three to 400. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. That's a lot. So we're, um, we've been gaining in registrations. Um, what I anticipate happening is people will sign up at the end of August. You know who hasn't <laughs> registered yet? Well, I do know somebody. Do you know who hasn't registered? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I, I, I look at my... Did you, uh, did you miss your early bird special to go yeah, square? I, I keep like thinking about it. I'm like, ah, oh, dang it. I need to do that. Maybe mm-hmm. tonight when I... Or tomorrow morning when I look on my events yeah. registration thing, I'll see Dakota Davis on there. I was like, I, I, I keep thinking like, I know that Travis, I like keep talking to Travis about running as many marathon. And he's like, you haven't even signed up yet. <laughs> <laughs> the, comment I, yeah, the comment I hear a lot is, um, well, it's not till September. So I've got till September mm-hmm. to sign up. 
which in theory, yes, you do. But you, um, you need to start training before that. Yeah, if you're going to do a half marathon, you need to start training. Not if you're my dad. Well, unless you're <laughs> yeah, Jeff Davis, then you just show Dead up and run. Broken. Yeah, <laughs> I know a couple. I know another guy that's like your dad. Those people frustrate me. Dakota's been training for nine months. No, I've he been started to train. He asked Jeff what he needed to be doing. <laughs> Jeff's like, just keep running, dude. We we don't need to start yet. He's going to start. Yeah, I, I I reached out to Jeff like, went me into shape for this half marathon. It was he's still like, it was still last year, I he, think. And Jeff's like, yeah, June. It's in December. We'll, we'll get he's back like, to he's like, text me again in June, July. He's <laughs> like, what? June's a little. July's a little late. June, yeah. Yeah, the, like, we're just like work a base in. Don't you just need to work on base? The interesting behind the scenes thing with um, knowing that people probably will register late. Um, I say late because I know there's a deadline where I've got to order these medals, and the t-shirts aren't as big of a deal. But the medals are. There's a hard date. You gotta you gotta order these things by this date. You just tell these people if you don't order by this date, damn it, no. you're not getting a medal. I mean, well, a lot of events do that. A lot of events, there's a, there'll be T-shirt deadlines, and there'll be if they have a medal, there's a medal deadline. There was a medal shortage at the Boston Marathon this year, and I that's my worst nightmare. I would. How does that? How does that? Happen? I know, but Mark Bell you that have, I was just telling you about, he didn't get one. You have <clears> to qualify for the race. Like they, that's a race that they literally pick. This is how many for, people yeah. we're going to have. Yeah. How do you not have enough? I don't understand how that happens there. And that would be. I mean, that, that's one of those. Not, I wouldn't give every race that hard of a time. But Boston literally, um, people don't know Boston sets cutoffs, and so they'll release numbers, and they say, "Okay, you're at this age, you have to run under this time." And then, based on the number of people that apply for each age group, you might have to not that you might have your qualifying time might be three hours and forty five minutes, and you might run a three forty four forty four or whatever. You're like, "I'm good." And then they release afterwards, like, oh, sorry, the cutoff was three four three thirty five because we had so many people apply in your oh, age group that were that fast that this is actually how much allotment we had you to run this fast to qualify. So they know because they have vetted their entire field mm. how many people they've got. Yeah, that would be a, a sickening feeling for a race director to not have the medals to put on your. The good thing is the people that run are too quiet, are too tired, and too exhausted to fight back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about it. yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so t- now you're still in the sponsorship mode, right? Yes. Uh, yes. So I'll help be your salesman here. Uh, if people want to get involved, what what are the sponsorship opportunities to be a part of the first annual TNT Newcastle Mini Marathon? Right now, I am specifically looking for people who would want to sp- sponsor the race bibs. Um, and there's a unique thing that the race bibs can do. We can we can add a perforated tear off at the bottom of it. Uh, so if, um, you know, uh, some business had a deal that they wanted to offer and say, bring in the, the tear off for the discount or the free, whatever, um, that would be a, an interesting way, a cool way to do that. So race bibs is one way. Um, the award ceremony, I'm trying to get someone to sponsor the award ceremony. So, um, they're, I guess, backdrop, their logo, their company logos could be the backdrop of the podium. Um, so that, that's another way, uh, I'm doing age group awards. So, um, you know, sponsoring the age group awards would be another way. Um, and your business name could be on the award itself. Um, and then banners at the start finish line. Uh, so those are, those are some of the, I guess the big ways, uh, to get involved, but then there's also aid stations. Um, so if a business wanted to have their staff and have a, a little party at an aid station and just bring your staff and put your banners and, 
you know, whatever, however you want to decorate it to represent your business um, and then hand out water to the people. That'd be another way to do it. Very good. Yeah. Dakota, do you want to do the Dakota Davis Memorial Ball Soccer Liberty 25 to 30 year old age bracket one? So yeah. you can win your own medal. Yeah, I can win my own medal. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be winning in that age group. <laughs> I can tell you that. Just well, not with that attitude. Just to advocate for some past guests, hey, the Press Coffee Company or Blue River Tap House, those pull tabs are really good for like somebody bringing in for a coffee or a beer. Yeah. Can't do beer. Uh, hot, uh, hot dogs. A hot dog, right. Yeah. Be a hot you dog. know what? I'll tell you what, though. After Dollar the mini, off Chicago after, dog. after the mini, I can go get a free beer. They hand them out. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a, that's a sanctioned event that's got police officers everywhere. And Michelob Ultra will give you a free beer after the mini marathon. I plan on having. Well, you my can have wife, samples. Sam, yeah, I sample. plan on having my wife ready at the finish line with a couple of Miller Lights to celebrate. I want to see pictures of Dakota. I feel like Dakota can just walk straight into Primo and go have go have himself a nice little cocktail. I know my I know my distances. And Travis just described a race with a 5K finish line. Because from wide estates to downtown is about a 5K. So once you turn the corner, just start running harder. Yep. All right. Just, it's almost all downhill, except for that uphill section right there by my house. It's all it's downhill. It's pretty flat. It's uphill. <laughs> yeah. If I wasn't going to be right in Indianapolis in Speedway for the IMSA race, I would absolutely be there at jeffrey and maine cheering people on i can see the race from my i was about to say i could just stop by your house yeah you can raid my beer fridge if you want okay just pop in you know the code (laughs) yeah (laughs) leave the door unlocked in case he has to hit the bathroom or something yeah yeah yeah. you could take a swim if you want to i don't care (laughs) i'll get my mom out in the front yard with a hose just to (laughs) spray people down yeah yeah that'd be spectacular that would be a lot of fun all right so travis to join to to sign up what website are they going to they're going to tntendurancesports.com and that's where you can register or they can go to the Facebook page, um, TNT endurance sports, and it, you can find the registration there too. I know it's uncouth to talk money, but if somebody wants to participate in a prestigious event, like the Newcastle mini marathon, what is the current entry fee? The half marathon, I believe is at 49 right now. $49. I think it's 49. Yeah. That's it about to go a t-shirt, up, a yeah. bib and a, and a medal. Uh, yes. T-shirt medal and a, uh, it's a chipped bib race. So, You'll have a an official time and a story to tell for a generation. That's right. All right. Well, and I mean, there's something else. There, the thing that's special about the medals is, you know, right now we're we're hoping that this continues annually every year, but you're never again going to be getting the Newcastle Bicentennial Celebration Mini Marathon Medal. That that's, is correct. Um, this is the Bicentennial for Newcastle, so we wanted to put that in. Into the medal. You're an official event now for the Bicentennial Committee. We are an official event. Yeah, we're working with the uh, NC23 people, um, and we'll be around at their events. Um, they've got several events that are happening through the year. Um, a couple I know of is June 10th. There's an ice cream social. Uh, and July 30th, There's a. they're calling it the All Newcastle Family Reunion. Um, so those will be a, a couple of events that they specifically are, are putting on. Um, that we'll be a part of, but, um, but most, uh, the one that's coming up the soonest is May 26th is uh first Friday. So the Newcastle main street folks are doing the first Fridays again. Uh, we'll be, we're working with them as well. Uh, so we'll be set up there to, you can sign you up on the spot at, at that event. I think the Jack's donut hole eating contest is that night too. 
um, is is the guy coming? The Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. Is he coming? I, I would hope so. I mean, I've heard he is. I would I, hope so. I've, that's the rumor. I've, I've not heard anything official. It is. It is Carp Day in Newcastle. They will be having Jack's Donuts. Yeah, I heard last year they were kicking around doing an amateur contest as well. Is that really happening? I don't know. We can start that rumor. You heard it here in Boss Hog. That was that they said that last year. I don't know if I I would assume that there's quite a bit of liability involved with that because someone could just choke to death or oh, you could choke to death on a Jack's Donut anytime. Someone's diabetic and they don't know it yet, and then they they got EMS right there. You'll be fine. Go for it, Dakota. I would do it if someone told me. That's what I'm getting at. I would absolutely do it. I mean, they'll just have you sign a waiver. I would just why, take them. Why are all of these cool events happening? See, here's at the, same the thing time that events in Speedway, Indiana. This you, is my this is my conflict. Here's the <laughs> thing that I think that the pro eaters missed. You take them because they serve them in the in sections, and that's how they keep track. So just put them all in your hands. Just combine it. Squish it all you together. Crush it like a hot dog. And then, yeah, you're gonna choke to death. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I imagine if you shove a bunch in your mouth, I bet it sucks the moisture. Dakota's out of your gonna mouth cause a blockage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see. I've always wondered how, like Joey Chestnut, those go. What the uh, what the after party looks like for them? I bet they're just back there throwing up. <laughs> it's got to be a constant. It's got to be worse than Dakota be or awful. Zach after the mini marathon. All right, let's work our way into final thoughts because we're starting to starting to push the, the the boundaries here of time and space. Zach Bertram, have you been watching the uh, the the CW lately? Yeah, I missed the beginning of it though because I watched it live via antenna. But I watched yeah the Hundred Days to India. I apparently missed all the shirtless Joseph Newgarden that was going on the CW there. I need to catch up on that. The thirst trap that is the Joseph trap Newgarden. Is. Yeah, I did hear a fun interview with. Uh, Jared Hildebrand, where he said, I work with the same trainer. We're in almost the same shape. He's like, I can compete with Joseph in almost every metric. And he's like, and I don't look like that. And I have to figure <laughs> out for my trainer why I don't look like that guy. Needs his money back. Yeah. Are, are you aware of the show yet, Dakota? Nope. hundred days to Indy. Oh, I've heard you talk about it. On okay. the, uh, I, I, because I'm old, apparently I have an old soul. I keep thinking it's the, C, the WB, but it's the CW. Uh, which is Wish TV in Indiana. It's been the CW now. my whole life. <coughs> back when uh, <laughs> back when Zach and I were kids, there yeah. was UPN twenty three and uh, W the, the WB twenty nine and Channel four were, were the WB, and then somewhere along the way they all vaporized and became the CW. Just just for, just so you know. But anyway, I've been struggling with that as the show's been on that network. It's I've been I want to call it the WB. I, I I make a Facebook post about it and then I go, God dang it. I have to go back and edit it. So it's uh, Thursday nights, 9 o'clock, and then I think they replay it on Sunday uh, Sunday nights. Yes. Uh, or but on it, the CW It's app. like a six-episode miniseries. I forgot what day it is. It is Thursday, it's isn't tonight, it? yeah. Starts in 20 minutes. Or you have you can catch it on the app. If you don't get the CW, like YouTube TV customers like me, you got to go, go catch it in the app. All right. What else you got for final thoughts? Zachary uh, Broad Street Cruise this weekend. Weather actually looks not awful on Saturday. If you want to see me hobbling, come to Broad Street Saturday night. I'll be down there. Last year, I walked from home, which is a bit over a mile, um, to just to, to loosen the legs up. But I'll be, I'll be down there on Broad Street. It's supposed to be 71 degrees in the afternoon and sunny, which is delightful. So, yeah, that's about the only thing I've got there. It's just Broad Street Cruise and... 
if you're face, friends with me on Facebook, my wife will probably post a picture of me looking nearly dead. I look forward to it every year. About 9.45 or 10 o'clock. <laughs> Travis, will you do your horrible picture selfie style, or do you have somebody that's going to take the picture of you? Uh, my dead? wife will be down there cheering yeah. me on, and she's the photographer. So, yeah. Looking forward to it. I am. <laughs> any any final thoughts? Spirit. Yeah. Um, one, one final thought just about the uh, the day of the event, the, New Cat, the Newcastle Mini Marathon. Um the bicentennial celebration is part of that. Uh, McKinley Brown, uh, you guys have had her on recently. Big fans. Yeah, she is going to sing the national anthem, and then she is also going to do a post-race concert. Um, and I'm hoping to possibly announce some surprises with that. Um, but she is for sure going to be here doing that. Is um, that going to be in 1400 Plaza? Yeah, so um, the night before is the concerts. There's a concert series uh, event down you know, in the Arts Pavilion. Uh, that will be our packet pickup night. You can do same-day pickup as well, but we're going to set up at that event and try to just make it a little party atmosphere, you know, to the, the night before and then the day of. Uh, we'll have, we're going to have a, a DJ, um, uh, you know, doing the, the music and getting the the pump up the jam. <laughs> maybe maybe Dakota can help me with the playlist. That's a call back to Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. Dakota, you got anything for final thoughts? Um, I do. Um, first of all, um, my wife is going to be set up at the Newcastle Farmers Market on Saturday. She's uh, not even a farmer. Saturday morning. Her permit got approved. Seems buddy. like stolen valor to me. Tell you. She can accept. I mean, you have chickens, but I, I, unless she's she selling can, eggs, I'm not sure this is appropriate. We are not permitted to sell eggs. Let's not. <laughs> don't don't even start the rumor. I don't want to have to deal with any of that. Uh, this is a long process you have to go through to sell your eggs. In All right, Henry County. So, so the anyway, Dainty Daisy will be selling at the. She'll be up Farm there Market. selling um, her handcrafted cups and pins and assorted goods um, for. Most of the morning. I mean, she'll be there the whole time. Um, yeah. Is that uh, just this week or is it going to be every week? Well, she is approved for the whole thing. And she does have, I mean, she's got business insurance and stuff. So she can go up whenever she wants. But um, I, I don't think she's going to be there every week. For now, it's this week. Right. For now, it's this week. Um, let's see. I had a couple of things. I was going to give a shout out to Dakota Hart, but. I already did that at the front of the episode. You going to do any picking at the Highway 38 sale? Cade, Cade, Cade Coger's favorite event of the year. No, I will be camping. Oh. Me and Jackson are going camping. So. 38 sales, man. <laughs> That's Darwinism at its finest right I, there. I, I, I'm conflicted because I, I enjoy a good deal. And I, I'm very jealous of Zach Burcham and his I milk crates wife, he has to my carry. My wife is going with my grandma. Zach has these milk crates he carries around that he carry that he puts propane tanks in, and I think, my God, I'd love to have one of those, and I could probably find it at the Highway 38 yard sale. It's a perfect opportunity, but I do not have the mental patience for the traffic and the people to to, to try to navigate Highway. <laughs> seven year old, oh, the seven year old retirees chain smoking Marlboros, walking <laughs> right out from between two cars in front of you on a state highway, arguing, oh. arguing over nickels. <laughs> How many? I, I want that. I never uh, even stop. It's just the Frogger. How much is that ashtray? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's just the people that just walk in front of cars and just act like this isn't a state highway. I love yard sales. I love picking up weird things that you find. 
some weird mug that someone's grandpa had. <laughs> You're like, that's pretty cool. It's coming home with me for 50 cents. I thought you were yeah. buying, buying a scar box. It's got, accidentally got bought grandpa in his ashes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That, so, I'll take a nickel off that mug. It's got a chip that, because uh, Papa dropped it when he took his last breath. And it's like, that's the, his last cup of coffee was in that mug. 25 cents. Here you go. I found yeah. so many cool things at yard sales over the years. Well, as I said, this this year I would love to acquire two to three uh, milk jug milk crates so that I could put my, my propane tanks. Perfect in. opportunity. I, I think I inherited all mine. Yeah. I, well, I mean, listen, I, you could steal them. I guess I could go to Kroger and just 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 yeah, walk I don't know out where with mine them. Came from. Yeah. They're handy. Uh, final thought for me, real quick. Uh, I know that our boy Ben Ham uh, from the press is having his first coffee one hundred and one class on Friday night. Uh, and I'm planning on attending. So, you're gonna five, be a coffee snob now. Five thirty at the press. It's date night. Uh, you go to their website. You can sign up. RSVP. I think it's twenty bucks to attend. Uh, so try to give them a shout out. Support the people that have been a part of this show. Um, so if you haven't, uh, if you enjoyed that episode and you want to, you want to learn more, want to try. I think twenty bucks gets you get you a few different samples and maybe a maybe a cup of coffee to go. So it seems like seems like a hell of a deal. Uh, anything else? We we forget anything? Uh, show is on Monday next week. Yeah, and what number is that one going to be? Episode three hundred. Episode three hundred. We are burying it on Monday night so that nobody hears it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's race week, right? Next week is we have we have an IndyCar race to go to, Zach. Yeah, we're working around many schedules, many many schedules. We to are get it done. We are shuffling. Answering the bell, finding a way to produce a show almost each and every week since 2017. It's unreal. Time flies, man. Mm-hmm. Facebook, my sister sends me a text this morning, a time hop. I bought my house 10 years ago this week. Ooh, 10 years I've been a homeowner. I, I mean, I got corrected for people that want to feel old. I saw like a, it must have been like at least a 98 GMC Sonoma on historic tags. <laughs> Like a just an S ten from my childhood, from like the, I could have driven in high school. I could have gotten my driver's license and bought that thing brand new, and it was on historic tags. Yeah, all of my Facebook <laughs> friends from elementary school are turning forty. Yeah, right now, it is every every day. I open my open my my computer up, and another classmate is having their fortieth birthday. Between that and my classmates having senior Sundays for their kids. <laughs> It's uh yeah. It's a hell of times a time. Of, times of flying. It's a hell of a time to take some ibuprofen. All right, with that we say thank you guys very much. We will be back next week with episode number 300 special guest to be announced Monday night.